side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the go tooth. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher. I am joined by an illustrious panel, probably the best panel we've ever had on. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I concur. Yes. Uh, to my left-hand side, I have a returning Ian Dugan uh, coming back from his uh, stint as Friday Live Lunch Friday guy. Live Lunch, yep. That's Luckily through... All the listeners, you don't get to see me this time, which is probably a blessing. Again, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I expect a big giant frying pan just to hit Louie in the face. Um, <laughs> well, we've all got lookalikes tonight, don't we? Yes, we do. I'm uh, Ian McKay, band yeah. for Gazzy. Bowed as uh, a, a never nude. Bowed as a... Yeah, I'm never nude. <laughs> <laughs> as a never nude. Uh, directly in front of me, uh, Louie McCaffrey, um, the man, the myth... A.K.A. Stephen Thompson. The legend, Stephen Thompson. Don't be throwing any um, corner flags at Bowd. Put him out of podcast duty for a while and then he'll sue you. Left him at home, Chris. Left him at home, the podcast. Good the, to be here. The corner flags. Good to um, good to be back on my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the gimmick is really wearing thin now. You're going to have to come up with something new. Um, but there we go. To my right-hand side, um, it's Chris Bowd. Hello. Looking Hello. terrific. What you you you? He's got a whole new look, and he's looking genuinely looking terrific. Terracotta Tommy. Terracotta. <laughs> What's terracotta? I thought it was a type of cheese. Um, no, terracotta is like a pot, the same colour as Bowd's jumper. Terracotta pots, plant pots. Yeah. Oh, you do look like you. Is are this how vegan you've got now, Chris? Do you think that I would any, ter- anything that could be dairy? To be is honest, a, is a red flag. Terracotta. Could be cheese. Just it, be it does. Tread, terracotta tread does, carefully. Terracotta does sound like cheese. Just get vegan Tourette's. <laughs> vegan Tourette's. Uh, so just to start off, um, iTunes, Lou. Yep, very popular. <laughs> well done, Apple. It was a good, <laughs> good uh, strategy. Yeah. Good. They nailed it. Um, no, if you would, um, if you would like to subscribe to my show, please do <laughs> and leave a positive five star review. Um, over to you, employee. <laughs> wow. Um, as the young man, the very small man says... Um, Tiny man. Check us out on iTunes. If you leave a review, that would be terrific. Um, anything about how awesome Louie is, let's see how, how many of those you can rack up, Louie, um, and how Ian looks like Ed Edmondson. Um <laughs> Also, the website, 90minutesynic.com, there is previews of every game going up. There are unbelievably great um, content going up, uh, peak football. Um, also, the... Um, Frankie's illustrations. Frankie, can you move the thing up a wee bit? Just hang it up a wee bit. Not as in natural. Mike. Oh. That's it. Just make it, com- I mean, just make it comfortable for you. Um, Frankie's... Talk into the black thing. All right, cheers, pal. Uh, Frankie's illustrations are fantastic. We also do the live lunch on a Friday. Myself, Christian Wolf, and Ian Dugan. Uh, yeah. Marek behind the camera. Louis, um, the next time there is a some sort of holiday that you have, to let me know in advance mm-hmm. and we'll get you on. Yep. Easter. Week. Easter. Yep. Easter. Easter. We'll get you on yep. for Easster. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be on at Easter. It's not even a podcast anymore. It's a brand. It's a brand. <laughs> it's a brand. And do you know what? It's a, it's the greatest goddamn brand and podcast. Oh, do you know who? The best. Yeah, this Louis is, this since is, this is very niche. But do you know who Louis reminds me of? Who? Red Lightning. He's a good talker on the mic. He's got a beard. 
It's very niche. Nobody yeah. else is going to know who the fuck Red Light is. He does look like Red Light. So he's got the Red Lightning about him. He's a yeah. terrible wrestler with an awful gimmick, but he yeah. can talk can the back talk, the hind talk. legs off a donkey. Yeah. Actually, that's all you need. Red Lightning is terrific, and he will save ICW. He will. Um, yeah, so live, Twitter live launch is at uh, midday on a Friday. Check it out. I want to mention the fact that I, at Hoyday, on Twitter, Hoyday sent me some amazing Larson um, stuff. Uh, so, so good, in fact, that I'm going to have to create a cultivator. Uh, competition because you know just awesome pitch um, Larson pin badges and uh, Why just us all man yeah. Shh. Oh, yeah, competition it's taken care of it's a competition alright oh, okay shit yeah, yeah I, I did Hoddy do the the brown stickers yes he did yes. They're, they are my four year old son's favourite stickers talking to Scott Brown many times in life you will have an idol and when you have an idol, it's always good to support them. When when the time comes that maybe doubt comes into Jesus your Christ. mind, Louis has actually pointed a lamp. He's actually at pointed me. A lamp <laughs> at you. It's interrogation style. When 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 the time comes that there's a little bit of doubt and everyone else is questioning your idol, you should stand by your idol, like I did with Tom. Like he did with Tom. When you left them out of the European squad, like I did with Lustig when I said that Toljan should start, and like Bow did when he turned his back on Scott Brown. Chris, Chris is just looking at his phone for for answers. I think he's texting I his mum, coming and asking me to come and pick him up. It's, it's yet again. <laughs> Here we go. More lies from this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm going to have to just defect to another, you know, less good Celtic <laughs> podcast, I, 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 but one that doesn't tell so many lies. I didn't, I did not at any point abandon Scott Brown. Wow. Literally, I could, I, you know, I might actually. You know what? Go back to another podcast and, and you can put in what I've said. I did say he's not my number one starter. <laughs> Um, I told Louis to get to when he suggested to get rid of him by any means possible. And I stand by that. I think anyone would agree that his form over games leading up to <laughs> look now... Look at the wee worm. Look at the wee worm. I'm sticking by my guns. He, he wasn't good enough to be starting in the team if everyone was fit. His form was poor. Is he, is he ready? To, should he be starting every game now? A... Well, in the last game, his form was fantastic. I did not Weber have sexual relations <laughs> with this woman. <laughs> well, I wish I did have sexual relations yeah. with Scott Brown. The if everyone's fit, it's it's hard. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of right, okay, well, that's Scott enough. Brown. Right, I mean, we'll, Jesus, we'll get to wow, the, the Scott. Scott we'll get to the Scott Brown question regarding Valencia when we cover Valencia. Hundred percent backing him, but all of the time. <laughs> wow, yeah, I've never seen someone flip flop the way you do. There's no, there was no flop or flip. Consistency, Christopher. Consistency. Yeah. It's like the anti. Any, any means, any necessary. Means necessary. So, Ian, you watched the St Johnston game, the glorious victory over St Johnston to get us through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. You watched that at one and a half speed. You one and a half speed. Yeah, I watched. I watched the highlights I was I was ice skating on Sunday didn't break my ankle it was good watched the highlights and then watched it back last night on one and a half speed and uh, Celtic really pacey at one and a half speed <laughs> you're faster than <laughs> really you. quick St Johnston St Johnston still yeah. looked pretty slow to be perfectly honest what do you make of the game uh, I thought Celtic were, were excellent I think um, 
I think Christian said on, on Friday that Tommy Wright would have taken 2-0 and just not have had to play the game. And if you saw his comments afterwards, um, I, th- I think that was sort of borne out. He looked very deflated. thought St. Johnson were pretty dreadful. Um, they, they sort of had five minutes at the start of the second half where, where they did kind of like try and press us a little bit. But it, it was just a, a result that was kind of assured from, from the first kick of the ball. Can I ask you a question, Ian? You can. Have you played board games with Ricky Foster? I might have played board games with Richard Foster, yes. Is he as much of a wank in real life as he seems on the pitch? He's, he's, he's actually okay. <laughs> he's okay. Did you beat him at board games? Uh, he kind of put the board games away and got us all to play cards. And he Deflecting. was very good at cards. He was ridiculous with a, a deck of cards, like really good at shuffling and things like that. Well, at least he's ridiculous with some sort of sporting. Uh, he signed a equipment. new contract today. Yes, he did. He's with them. He's, I didn't realize he was like thirty-three. Aye, he's, he's old. Uh, Louis, the anyway, Jones. he's a kept man. Um, so Amy M. Yeah. Um, oh, I anyway. seen her. I seen her live, and she was dreadful. Um, Louis. Thoughts, just kind of brief thoughts on the game overall. Um, yeah, very, very good. That was very one-sided, wasn't it? Um, I did think it was. Obviously, the third, third time we'd played them in, in kind of quick succession, and it looked as if it had taken its toll on them. Um, whereas we looked really fresh, which was great to see. Um, and I think the the most obvious thing I saw. Uh, watching the game was how much of a benefit it is to the balance of the team having a right back who can hug the touchline and move up the pitch. I mean, we look so much better balanced. I mean, the the fact that we had a right back up there that you know that then had to be marked by someone when you know you think of when Lustig was playing, Lustig wouldn't really go beyond the halfway line most of the time. Yeah. So in terms of that whole side, that whoever's playing left back for the opposition wouldn't really need to or, or left left side of the pitch wouldn't really have to bother about marking whereas Toljan being so advanced up one side um, and Hayes constantly being a threat on the left which will soon be KT it adds such a better balance to us makes us a lot more it's, it's, it's kind of funny I think teams have maybe adapted to the fact that we have been a bit lopsided yeah. and now that we're even again it's harder to gauge what what way we're going to go because we we're, we're a lot more balanced than where our attacks are coming from, whether they're left or right now, because it was so predominantly left before. Yeah, um, Bowed, your thoughts on the game again? We're just going to get in brief. Yeah, no, very much so. It was uh, at points it got to training exercise level. It was yeah. just a, it was a breeze, um, but it was great to see uh, how well we played against the team. I mean, that can go a couple of ways. When we played them so many times, as there's, there's a chance they can get to the point where they know what they need to do and they can just sit back and, and stop us playing. But there was no stopping us. Um, no. There's a lot of very good performances. I know you're coming up to that, so I won't go into names. Yeah. But as Lee said, Toljan is a big difference maker and I really can't wait to see him and KT playing together. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And in the same vein, Bain is a big difference maker as well, having that. Safe distribution. Do you know one one thing I've, I've noticed as well in the last few games with the new players coming in? I feel as if there's a bit more of a youthfulness and a bit more of a exuberance, kind of naivety yeah. about the team. They're, they're kind of, you know, they're playing 
with a they look a bit more kind of carefree when they're playing, and I think that I think that's a lot to do with the likes of Burke and Weir coming it's into the team, and Tojan coming into the team. A lot yeah. more pace, but it's definitely that's see, why see, I, I also think see. going into like yeah. Valencia. I know we'll get to that later, but I'll, I think that's possibly just a game too soon for this team mm. because I like the fact that this team is the way it is. Is probably having a really well, tough test. Probably it's going to come. Aye, yeah, it's kind of going to come too early for it. See, see when you say naivety, do you mean freedom? They're playing me a, a, yeah. like a freedom. I mean yeah. naivety. You know, I, again, as we say, we're, we're going to touch on Valencia. They don't look as road, but as kind of as disciplined in the sense of you know, they, they, aye, they just seem a bit more free. Like the chains are off that they can players can move about. You know, you'll see Bark and Weir, for example, is two. You see them moving about all over. That the, the, they're not really fixed to one point. Ah, and I think the thing with Burke is that it doesn't always come off for him. Like his, his first touch isn't good enough that every time somebody pings a ball through, he's going to just bring it down and go for it. Mm. But it doesn't seem to get him down, and and he tries stuff, and actually. When it comes off, it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. T- to me, what I think that is, I think it's literally Brendan Rodgers putting his arm around him and saying, just go, express yourself. You're not, as you say, you're not going to get right every time, but get yourself comfortable in this team. Learn how this team... I think that's a quite a good point, Louis, about the team, this Valencia game, coming a little bit too soon for them. Yeah. Um, you know, does Toljan give a, a balance to the side, the way that Lustig... Lustig is a very different performer. He'll give you more of a defensive shift than I think Toljan will. It's not to say Toljan's get defensive deficiencies, but as as you said, he'll maybe stretch the team more. Johnny Hayes at left back. Um, thought he did all right. Thought he did all right. The first half, I think we were I, caught. He was caught in behind. St. John's got in behind yeah. him three or four times. Yeah, I think it's okay against a St. John's. team that, that doesn't have any confidence. I, I struggle with the idea of him playing there on Thursday night. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I was, have, I'd have him playing there. Well, I Thursday night may be different, but domestically, I'd have him there ahead as a giri. I, I agree. I wonder if on Thursday night, do you do you do you bring back Lustig and because Toyan can play in the left potentially? Aye, yeah, we don't want to get to that level where we're playing. Let's just play people in the yeah, position we're supposed yeah. to play. But because uh, there was a lot of talk about Hayes, and I, I was really happy to see him going forward and looking so good and you kind of seen the haze that we we bought yeah um but i don't know if he's a left back no. it's not to say he can't become a left back but mm. I, I just don't see it right now i mean he's he's 31 now i mean I, I, it's not to say you can't teach an old, old drug new tricks but at the same time he's going to have an instinct to get forward um i mean the goal the, the goal that he set up his his play was fantastic oh, was really amazing. good the drop of the shoulder the, the kind people. of yeah, jumping over people, as Bowdy says, with some excellent insight. Jumping over. But then, oh. see, when, <coughs> when you think about it, though, we need, we need left-back cover. Like, we need someone who is left-back cover. If we were to say that Johnny Hayes was going to be that, if he was to focus on that position, that was, you know, he would probably be very happy with that. Sinclair seemed happy with it. Yeah, they're I mean, really they're close friends uh, off the pitch. I mean, you wonder, they? yeah, they are. You know, that obviously transfers. On the pitch as well, you can see yeah. how, how much they've got kind of link-up play. They obviously train together as well and stuff. I, I just... I, I, ideally, and I know we're almost going to have to reset come summer, but ideally I would like a first-team player with a younger player coming up behind them. Yeah. And when you start to look at that, 
there was a list on on, on Twitter of of um, kind of six or seven prospects, or, and 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 they're more than prospects. I mean, Okaflex scored an amazing goal for the reserves the other day. You've got Karamoko Dembele, who's going to be knocking in the door soon. You've got Ewan Henderson, who's who's playing for the first team. Mikey Johnson, even Ralston probably does give you that option at right back if you want a younger right back behind. There's there's an awful lot of goodness coming out of that academy at the moment. Yeah, lots, um, many much goodness, many much goodness, many much goodness. Uh, so, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, there's a question here from Hoidy at Hoidy. My actual question, because he sent a mad funny question, um, because yo, uh, he sent a Wu Tang thing. It's not for, it's not for me. Play the Wu Tang track. Yeah. That's it's not a quest. It, it's not for me. Yeah, I'm gonna play the song though. Eh? No. Oh come on. No. I'll tell you what, how many, how many badges do you have to send to get a song? I don't even know. What Wu-Tang's clan song is it? Sir Manny will tell you. I know. Or, Manny, or Google. I mean, or, you know, look at what he said. It's not um, for me. I want... I'll, I want yeah. you know, I'll tell you what 90 Minutes in a podcast host would play that track. Yeah, because you're best weak. One. This is my goddamn show. Play the track. <laughs> C4, absolutely music. no fucking chance. Yeah. He's got a cap on backwards. All of a sudden, he's got attitudes. Yeah. Like a wee 10 year old boy that learns to say no. This will be yeah. your last shift. <laughs> shift, <laughs> making it seem like we're working at Asda. Um, at Hoyde, despite the good form Sinclair has been in, would you sacrifice him for a more aggressive front three of Burke, Edouard, and Forrest? Something that will be stronger in attack and hold the ball up better <laughs> if we're struggling. This brings us on to the idea, again, something we come back to the form of Sinclair. He got another hat trick. I think it's quite funny because I've seen a lot of people. Um, uh, tweeting, uh, I be, he scored tappings. You can't count tappings. He's uh, getting in those positions. Like, well, he scored the fucking goal, man. Aye. So he scored another. He had another. He scored another hat trick. Um, I thought he played well. Yep. But I understand Hoydy's point of view. He does lack aggression sometimes. Um, obviously, looking forward, to, we've got a massive. And, you know, Kilmarnock away is our next league game. Obviously, we've got the, the Valencia double a header. Um, we've got some really tough games. Motherwell away coming up as well. Um, I mean, we're going to be right up against it. What, what do you think about that, Ian? Do you think the idea of maybe... Do you, do you like the idea of a more aggressive front three of Edouard, Forrest and Burke? Or would you be... I don't, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a... I wouldn't dismiss it out of hand, but I think at the minute, I don't think you can drop a form player and I think Sinclair's playing really well and I think a lot of the times when he's getting those tap-ins he's making those runs he's getting into those positions and if, if you know 11 goals I, in 11 games 11 goals in 11 games I think the issue is you've you've got to drop someone an informed player because as you see Sinclair's obviously yeah. it was 11 goals in 11 games Oliver Burke's Looking fantastic. Just play, assist after assist. Yep. Yeah. Um, Forest again, I thought, had a good game. Forrest was pretty much everyone's player of the year up until the start of the year, and he's still looking very good. He's still making very important little touches and little runs. Um, and then you've got French Eddie, who obviously is a, a very... Very, very, he's been very unlucky, isn't he? He's yeah. been unlucky with injuries, but he's just he's so different to Weah, which is great. Yeah, but then Weah, when he started, hasn't really done it. No, and the he's okay he started, Hibs, but he, he's been much better coming on the bench. bench. He's going to have to learn how to lead the line. So yeah. he's 19, and he's you know he's played bit parts. He's only played something like 12 games in his career. He's not going to know how to lead the line for Celtic at this point. That'll come well. 
you know, the, the fact that Brendan said there's an opportunity that we might have him next year. So that's fine. Eddie leads the well, the line really well. He holds up the ball better than anyone at the club. Um, and I, the thing about Edouard is his dribbling skills are excellent. He, he's just a class act. Can he's I a, throw in a wee... Oh, he's doing a, a wee something. Oh, okay, I'm excited about this. What happens to Lee Griffiths? Next um, season? No, this... Well... I don't think he'll be back. I, for I, I, I reckon he'll be gone uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, moving forward, uh, we get B. If, 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 if he was to declare himself fit and available and ready to play, Tomorrow. he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even make a. He wouldn't even make the bench for day. He wouldn't even make the match day squad. Do you know uh, this is? Good. I have not thought about Lee Griffiths. <laughs> I love him. I know. But you know, again, Birkin Way are six month six month loans. Um, but I mean, he's back in training and all that. I mean, if he turns around to the manager and goes, right, I'm ready to play again, and he's training, he's, I don't he's, think, he's, I don't think he's fit and ready to go. I don't think it'll be as simple as him saying he's ready to play. I think he's still on a leave of absence. I think he'll maybe be having a counsellor. Someone will be sitting with him. And I don't think it'll be up to Lee Griffiths to decide at this point. Um, if he did... He's got a very hard, hard job. Yeah. But that's... When you talk about was the window a success, that's a sign of it because going into the window... Yeah, my God, we nobody yeah. up front. We had an injured French Eddie. Yeah, yeah. And, now, and actually, when you look at <coughs> Bio, <laughs> the, ah, yeah. but the team against Hibs the other night, you know, we really, you know, there was a lot of injuries, and actually, for me, that was the mark of a good window because actually, it was the players that we brought in who were able to to step up and and you know deliver us three points. Uh, I've got a tweet from at Rogic sixty seven. Louis, I'm looking at you. His tweet is: Is Burke the greatest? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to tell you who's the greatest? Tell us I kind of hinted at Twitter, my my fan base that I would be doing this. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's like so we'll start. <coughs> yeah, his mum and a locked account. His mum stands. We'll start from uh, defensive positions and move through the team. Shall okay, we? Tell us who's the greatest? Scott Bain, the greatest, is the greatest. Okay. Um, Toljan is the greatest. Wait, are we j- well, just the greatest for every position? What are we doing here? Oh, I'm greatest. telling you, who's the greatest? The gre- it's, it's just the greatest. It's like a, a stamp of approval. It's ah. just the greatest. So Bain's the greatest. Toljan's the greatest. Um, <laughs> who else is the greatest? <laughs> Buck's, Buck's the greatest. Weah um, Weah is the greatest. Weah is the greatest. Tam's the greatest. Ah, he's the greatest. And the greatest is McGregor. McGregor's the greatest. <laughs> Listen, that's that's the current greatest list. That's the greatest list. This is something. Do you want to know the shite list? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Currently on the shite list, we've got uh, Lustig. Fuck up. Strubert. Boyata. Why? Boyata's shite. <laughs> He's on the shite list, my friend. Jesus you don't man. get you don't get to leave the shite list. I was disagreeing but until you're fair, the greatest. He's got a point. You're, I mean, it's See, to be fair, these are very, it's very um, it's extreme. Pol- polarising. Polarising. You've got... It's my list. Yeah. So, I see uh, all these wee... Lustig, Boyata. Oh, Gordon. Gordon. Also, <laughs> on, also on the shite list. His, shite. his girlfriend needs to fucking rein it in on t- um, fucking Instagram. How about oh, she all like oh, Scott Bain stole my man's job now? <laughs> no, she just needs to rein it in. Right. Anyway, uh, Summer Harrell, that's her name, Aye, right? She's yeah. on the shite list. Um... And then, I think that's it. <laughs> just the three, <laughs> yeah. Just, just the three. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's quite disappointing that he's still having to get a game. Do you know, he, 
I would either if he doesn't if he genuinely doesn't want to sign a new contract, I would be I would have shown him the door in January. But the reality is that's not a position that the, the, the transfer planning was was good enough in. Um, so as a result, essentially still there. I think he's a good player. If he signed a contract, I'd be happy with him for another couple of seasons. Uh, Bowd, James Campbell tweets only two and a half games played for Toljan so far but on those appearances would you be comfortable with, with us paying four million plus for him? He's the greatest so yeah, yeah. Uh, no absolutely based on what I've seen so far obviously very little just those three games he looks he looks the part just those, looks the business just those physically looks the part very handsome man he's a good looking boy yeah. and uh, yeah. no, he, just, he just looks comfortable competent uh, he's just everything it looks like he could rock a terracotta jumper he certainly could. And not and he, many can. No, not exactly. many can. Can we do my brother's tweet? Yeah, your brother, uh, Stubo, Stu Dog. Stu Dog. Uh, okay, he's actually tweeted too. Yeah, but this, he thinks the second one's better, but I don't think it is. Okay, so Stuart Dugan, who does the Onion Bag podcast, the which Onion is Bag. terrific. Yep. Um, I'd like the panel to discuss how long it will be, f- be before it's appropriate for the massive masses to chant Jeremy Toljan's name to the tune of the Seven Nation Army. Right so, now, just like jelly. today, like yeah. Yeah, just oh, start it. Jeremy Toljan, oh Jeremy Toljan. Yep, I'm on board. Oh fuck! Actually, had an even better one to the tune of Pearl Jam's Jeremy. Jeremy Toljan, Toljan. Yeah, not as good. I know it's, it's good. good. I think you just oh. the delivery was poor. I did shit myself halfway through because yeah. I thought I sound like a dick. L- Louis has no idea who Pearl Jam are. Not a fucking clue. But I know who <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn is, and I get the tune. All right, so <laughs> you don't, that's not the same. Just taking the piss. We're getting this question quite a lot. I'm going to start with Louis. If you could only sign one of the three January loaning loan signings, who would it be? So Toljan, Wea, Burke. You can only sign one of them. Let's take cost and everything out of it. Long term. I think because it's more important because we lack it so badly. Jeremy Toshan, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Are you mental? If I wasn't thinking about the positions, I would just go for Oliver Burke. Because I think he's Remember when I said Oliver Burke was going to be magnificent for us? I think he's probably the best at the three. Oliver Burke. I would I would go Burke. Yeah, I was really. It's quite disappointing. Rogers saying at the weekend that he, he doesn't think that there's any chance that there's any hope of him him staying. And, and I think I kind of feel sorry for Burke in a sense because he looks like he's enjoying he himself. Looks like he's, I don't think he's ever played with such freedom, and he's enjoying the coaching, he's enjoying the environment, and he's going to go have to go back down to West Brom. I think he's just been very coy when he's. I think that. he's been. I don't. Coy. I don't think he wants to piss off West Brom, so he's just, you know, saying what they want to hear until the summer. That, I mean, if, if, if that boy's going to get back down there, if, see if they're not in the, if they don't get promotion, which I don't think they will nah, get promotion. They, nah. He's not going to want to play in the championship and play for fucking West Brom. See, the thing is, right? So Oliver Burke, I could imagine one of his when he was sitting on the West Brom bench and he wasn't playing. One of the things he probably would have thought to himself was, "I want to be playing, but I also want to get in the Scotland squad, right? Yeah, because he's he's." Genuinely like a sort of big Scotland guy. So the thing is, he's going to be called up to the Scotland squad for the next squad, for the next yeah. set of games. Um, that ticks a box. You know, could Oliver Burke turn around to West Brom and say, look, I just want to join Celtic. Yeah. I want to go and I want to play. And if, if they turn around and went, right, give us the money we paid for him, 
which is 13 million 13. quid. Celtic wouldn't pay that. However, we do have players that potentially could. you could well, offset that with. And I think Christian said this. I think Sinclair's probably the one who would still have a value. Would you swap Sinclair for Burke and money? Yes. Bowed? Yeah. Um, you're just looking at the ages of the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Louis, would you swap? Um, yeah. He's Absolutely. Said. Yeah. Absolutely. But by the way, how much... Uh, how how much does Alex McLeish owe Brendan Rodgers at the moment? Because... Just from in terms of turn- Scottish talent, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How many good Scottish players are we bringing through? Mc- totally fucking got McLeish out of jail. Uh, Bowd, um, this is from James. Thought six month thoughts on six months loan deals. No, sorry. He says I thought six month loan deals meant Rogers definitely away, or is it injury replacement for getting over the line? Do you has your opinion on maybe Rogers' position because of these? Has it changed somewhat or? Oh, remember, I was the I was the guy that said I didn't think it necessarily meant anything. Yeah, I just mean, but like, yeah. is it so maybe? I st- I'm still. I mean, it could do. We we don't know what Brendan Rodgers' thinking is, but we needed players brought in that could have an impact, and he's proven to us all yeah. that he he's absolutely brought in players that have made an impact. So, um, it would be great if we could get away another year. It'd be great if we could sign all of our work permanently. Um, but we'll see. And Toljan, obviously, is Toljan kind of. If it felt like that was kind of that's there's potential of that getting done as well. <sighs> there's not been a lot. I mean, Burke was straight off straight off the bat in that press conference. He's not signing. Yeah, um, we as a potential. He's young. It sounds like an. It sounds like that sounds like an eighteen month loan with a six month break clause. Yeah. Um, Toljan. Toljan, I've not heard much about. See Toljan, right for for as for as much as I think he's been. He's been really good for us. I think he's been fine. I think you're all going over the over the top. Yeah, no, I do. I think he's been fine. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's just because we've been used to absolute turgid shite <laughs> coming from the shite player on this the is, shite list. This Michael is, Lustig. This is laughable. This is absolutely laughable. The fact laughable. that we now have someone who can play right back is just I it's, can it's, close down across. Whoa, it's amazing. But when you watch him, I can't see him playing for that Bruce Dortmund team. No, I think I think he's gonna. I think he will have to move on. It's a, it's a, again, it comes down to this idea that we kind of put him in the, we give him games to play, we give make him fit, and then it comes to the the summer window, yeah, and he'll that, have but, interest. He'll yeah. have interest from I'm sure a variety of places. But but, but that's the same. That's the same thing with Buck. Although West Brom might be saying, "Yeah, we want him back" and all that sort of thing. I don't think his future lies at West Brom either. So West got Brom, two players. I'm telling you, I think West Brom will take the money they paid for him. Yeah, maybe it's a little less for him. Essentially, there. we're going to have to pay over ten million pound for for <coughs> for Burke. Now, I've seen Burke maybe more than most because I've watched a lot of Scotland under twenty one games. Um, I, I think he's a player, and I said this, I tweeted this the other day that you know he's a player who has always kind of played on instinct. And he's done very well with that. But now he looks a lot more disciplined. He's starting to really get to grips with playing in this team. And he looks... He's being coached. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a quality yeah. coach. You know what I mean? Like, but he's I, being, co- being coached probably for the first time. First time. The longest time with a, a coach putting his arm around him. Yeah. Because, you know, he was in Germany. He didn't go on with that coach. Well, yeah, you know, ha- Hassan Hüttel had the, you know, the, the empty hard drive thing. You know, that's that's not the sign of a guy who's who's... Showing you the way. That's that's a guy that's chucking you under the bus. It's, it's pure Snidey, isn't it, Bowdy? Heavy Snidey. Snidey. Um, 
Yeah, I think Ollie Burke, I don't think it's impossible for us. It is a lot of money, and you've, you've got to think they're going to be wanting at least 10 million for them, if yeah. not. The, the money if you, if, if, if we, we, there was some report doing the rounds that we had apparently offered 8.8 .8 million for that Castagna boy. The fullback from Atalanta? Yeah. I mean, there's no way to verify whether that was true or not, but see if maybe there is an acknowledgement of, from the club that we're going to have to pay these higher fees. We're going to have to. Just, yeah, that's, that's the market. That's the standard. Then Burke to spend £10 million on Burke, that's a, that's a no-brainer. The, the interim accounts are out tonight, and, and I am, of course... A learned accountant, no, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> looking through it, it's very clear that that essentially the revenue is down because the Champions League's not there, um, and the only thing that's kept the profit up is the Dembele sale. So the reality is, if we're not making the Champions League and we're not selling a player for twenty million pounds, we're in we're in trouble. So to go and spend twenty million on potentially two players. It's potentially the right thing to do, but you've got to be fucking sure that you're getting that Champions League money. Yeah. And that's that's a real big gamble. Yeah. But then but for, the, for the last for the last how many years have we gambled with the qualification? Yeah, exactly. Phase? We've, we've, we've not, not invested. Yeah. You've got to speculate to accumulate something. Yeah. Where we've taken Eddie on loan and then decided, you know what? Yep, we'll invest in and, that. Same with And that's Burke what I like about Burke and Tolzan is is you're buying a known entity. Yeah. Roberts was the same as well when I thought they might push the boat out and get Roberts. And Roberts. And he's in the shite list. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's started the shite list. He's out of contract at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so there, there is a potential of that. Look, look, let me, he sits on a bench in Spain. He's a clever boy. I'll give him that. Can I, let me ask you this. He's got to sit on a bench somewhere. He was started off in Manchester. Then he sat on the bench in Glasgow. He thought, fuck this. I'm getting a bit of sun while I sit here. And he's now getting a tan in Spain. Smart boy. Let what? me let, let me ask you this. What the fuck? <laughs> and there's the answer. Uh, so you wouldn't sign a potentially great player because you and Sermani are feuding. That's essentially why. On a feud. Listen, you wouldn't sign a great player for Celtic because you want to get it up, Sermani. Tierney's wee pal. For, former ninety minute Celtic panelist goes for <laughs> Sermani was often wrong back in the day. Um, what, just last week, just couldn't accept it. Yeah. Um, no, listen, I, I just actually looked him up. I shit you not. I just looked him up on the transfer market. Oh yeah, yeah current, current value four point five million. I rate. I wouldn't even give you that. <laughs> you're getting them on a free. Um, the thing about Toljan though is P uh, check is. 33 going on 34. So unless Dortmund brings someone else in. There is another boy. I know, that, but yeah. they're going to need two left-backs. They don't want to do a, a Celtic. I think, I think Michael Zork essentially said that he's um, he's not needed. Future endeavoured him. With that, this basically said that he, he, if he doesn't go in this window, meaning January, he'll go in the next one. Because, um, I, I, you know, there's no point. <clears throat> Again, if you've got a big squad, you know, you, we, that, I mean... Straight, so, straight swap with Al Chops. I'll take the hat. Go for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's your deal. Uh, so just to finish up from a domestic standpoint, it's been a terrific couple of weeks. Obviously, we're through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. We've got Hibs away. Um, we don't have a great record against Hibs do you know at that, Easter Road. Do you know that um, before Wednesday night, we'd lost four of our last six games against Hibs? Yep. That's fucking. We've not awful. won. We've not won in Tyne uh, uh, Castle. We've not won Easter Road for a few years. I'm, I'm led to believe. Um, 
How and Michael feel? Appleton looks like he could he's knock also, fuck out of Brendan Rodgers. Is he actually really? the manager? It's not. It's been basically no. the talks have broken down. Oh really? According he's to Doctor Ted Button, people. he broke them down. He is a fucking big boy, by the way. Well, he'll be an ICW before you know. It. <laughs> um, but with, with that, uh, are you happy with the draw? You, Louis, I'll start with you. Hibs away, probably the hardest draw outside of Hearts away. Yeah, no, it's 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 not it's not really a great draw. But then at the same time. Like we're playing, as I said earlier on, we're playing with like a youthfulness and a naivety that I, I don't think. This is probably the first time of the, this first time in a while that I could honestly see us going on a run now and possibly no losing another game domestically for the rest of the season. I think we're playing right now with that much confidence <laughs> that, that that's a possibility. I, I think that team will. Have have got a, a wee bit of their arrogance back that they could beat anybody that that comes in front of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'd, still, I'd still like to see stability with the injuries. We need Tierney back. We need the centre backs to stop breaking themselves or getting suspended. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd I'd rather be going to Easter Road than Tynecastle or Rugby Park. We've got Tynecastle in a couple of weeks. We've got Rugby, I mean, Park, Rugby Park on the Sunday, Sunday and then Tynecastle in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Listen, the, the fixtures are coming thick and fast, but yeah. essentially that's what you want. <clears throat> we talk about. We got nearly as many games in February as we did in December. In December, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so domestically we're looking good and uh, we've got Kilmarnock away on Sunday, as Ian says, but we'll kind of preview that for on the live lunch um, yep. on Friday at midday. Tune in for us there. Um, so I spoke earlier today to a Spanish... Uh, well, he's actually Scottish, but um, he covers Spanish football, uh, Lee Rodden, and this is what he had to say. Joining us now is Lee Rodin, uh, Spanish football reporter and producer. Hi, Lee. Thanks for getting involved. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, great stuff. Um, so we're just looking to get a bit of background on Valencia. Um, and, you know, can we start with the, kind of Valencia's thoughts on the draw? So when the draw was made, how did Valencia see drawing Celtic? Um, did they see it as, you know, were they happy with it? Or did they see it like as maybe a tough game, do you think? Yeah, uh, well, to answer that, I think you have to kind of see it in the perspective or the context of the time that when the draw happened. So, at that point in time, Valencia, <clears throat> in many ways, were having an absolutely disastrous season. So they were just above the relegation zone. Um, they couldn't hit a barn door with a machine gun. <laughs> and even though you would say that their coach Marcelino is perhaps one of the most powerful coaches in La Liga, and that he is also a bit of a general manager, he gets control of signings. He's been given a lot of power that a lot of coaches haven't been given. Yeah. Um, even he was starting to feel the pressure then. That's how dire things were. Uh, so at that time, I, I think any any draw that was going to be of any challenge would have felt um, not welcomed. And, you know, everyone knows that, particularly if you're going away to Celtic, um, it's never a simple task in Europe. Uh, but if you fast forward to now, um, then really the, the contrast couldn't be more dramatic. Um, it's almost like, you know, Valencia have been hiding for five months and suddenly they're back. Um they're winning games again, they're scoring goals again, they're producing really, really impressive performances against the biggest teams again, yeah. um, and, and the biggest games. So now I think actually it's, it's the opposite, like we heard uh, Rodrigo, the forward, talking earlier today about how the, the confidence, the mood in the camp and how they feel vindicated as well because they kept applying themselves in training the same methods that they've been applying before, knowing that it would click eventually and it has, so... In an odd kind of way, they've come out of that strengthened, and I think they're feeling pretty good going into this one. Um, that being said, they won't take it lightly. Um, they've spoken about the, 
you know, the weight of history and that, that Celtic are an historic European team. So that there's a no, no, no danger, I would think, of them going in and um, switching off. Uh, they'll take it seriously indeed. And, you know, that's, that obviously doesn't help Celtic's cause, but I guess we'll come to that in a bit. Yeah, that, this is exactly what we didn't want to hear, Lee, um, to be honest with you. Um, what do you think it was that was kind of holding them back um, at the start of the season? As you say, their, their fortunes have completely turned around. What do you think it was that was yeah. holding them back? I, it's a hard one, actually. And, you know, it's, if anything, it's, um, it's evidence of what a difference confidence can make in football. Yeah. Because they were, they were creating a lot of chances. Um, it was a really weird one. They, they weren't losing games. They just weren't winning them. Um, they have one of the lowest uh, defeat counts in the league. I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it's it's up there behind you know Barca, Madrid, and Atleti. I think, um, but they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. And then you know what it's like: like the more that happens, the harder it seems to get. Of course. Um, and as I said, the, the rumblings were starting to be, uh, well, maybe we need to change a coach. Um, but the club, to their credit. And it's not a common thing in modern football. The club never gave any suggestion that they, they would give Marcelino the boot. They said, no, this is our guy. This is a guy that got us in the fourth last season. Uh, this is a guy that, you know, brought Valencia back, you know, um, mm. something worthy of the Valencia name. And, and he turned it around. And, you know, now they're, they've got one foot in a Copa del Rey final for the first time in 10 years. They're looking very good, I think, for closing the gap and maybe nicking fourth place again with Sevilla tiring. Um, and the cherry on the cake would to be go for a run in, in Europe, and that's what they're gunning for. Amazing. Um, see, in, in regards to the actual coach, obviously you're saying mm-hmm. there that the club itself was you know, not giving any hints or any kind of cause to say that they would get rid of him. How were the fans feeling at that point? Because obviously we know a lot of well, yeah. fans. The, the, the Valencia fans are known for being quite ruthless, um, but I think and, and they have a bit of a maybe sometimes unfair reputation actually for being really demanding. Um, the kind of the stereotype is that they're maybe unfairly demanding for what they've achieved as of late. You know, they have the demands of a side that used to compete for the league. Yeah. Um, but to, to their credit, to be honest, that there was very little, if any, sign of the fans turning on them. I think that also helped his cause as well. Um, you know, he's really, really popular with supporters. He's seen as someone who takes the the weight of the club um, seriously. Um, and has their respect. Um, so the, the fans were more turning on the, the guys upstairs than they were on him, and I think that helped him. Um, and also the fact that he was consistent. You know, he, he's never suggested there was any magic solution. He said, no, we're doing the right things. We need to keep applying ourselves, and it will go in. And, you know, as I said before, when it does, suddenly you look like a genius, um, and that's what's happened. Yeah, so with that, um, obviously I don't, we, we don't necessarily watch a lot of Spanish football. I don't personally. Um, what is kind of Valencia's style of play? How would you say their yeah. kind of main style is? Um, so, I mean, it may not be much use, but they're, they're, they're typical Marcelino teams. So they look a lot like what his Villarreal team looked like when he uh, got them back into Europe, which is they're um, a counter-attacking team, but not a counter-attacking team in the sense that, say, for example, Atletico Madrid might be, where yeah. they're counter-attacking, but kind of not... I hesitate to use the word basic, but, um, you know, direct. They'll look for the, the quick out ball and then go from there. They're counter-attacking in that they they defend incredibly well. But as soon as they win the ball back, the first pass they look for is one that will absolutely slice you open. And then they throw people forward in numbers. The, the, the goal is to absolutely overwhelm you um, when you're vulnerable in the transition. And they do it so well. I mean, if anyone wants to see a really good example, go back and watch the highlights of the, the draw with Barca a couple of weeks ago when they were 2-0 up at um, half an hour, just over half an hour in the game. Yeah. Uh, and the, the first goal they scored, just Kevin Gamero finishes it off. But it's a, it's a classic Marcelino Valencia counter-attack. They win the ball back just on the edge of their own area. 
And then before you know it, there's four or five players on the edge of the area, um, and Rodrigo picks a pass out and Gamero finishes. So that's that's what they're like. Um, they base themselves on solidity, but also on really nice one-touch, first-time early play uh, once you win possession back, which makes them so dangerous. Yeah, on that, with uh, you were saying there, they're looking to slice you open as quickly as possible. Who would be the danger man in that the midfield? Would it be Rodrigo? Uh, no, no. Well, Rodrigo's your Rodrigo's a striker. But that that said, actually, um, he's very capable with the ball at his feet, and he will drop yeah. off and try and supply Gamero or Santimino, whoever it is, is up front with him. But um, no, the midfield, the midfield, the key in the midfield is Danny Parejo, who's our captain. Um, both in terms of his ability to pick a pass, but also in his um, runs from the second line. So he'll start off a move and then he'll finish it off. Um, he's got a really decent record in front of goal this season, and um, were it not for some decent saves from opposition keepers, he would have more. And um, because he's a really good ability to sniff out space um, when the the wingers or the fullbacks get to the byline and look for the cutback, he always seems to find some little hole in the box where a defender isn't. Um, and that's not a coincidence, it's a talent and it's trained. Um, so he's the guy that you need to keep an eye on. He's got a really decent shot. Uh, he's very good with the ball at the feet. The one thing he doesn't have is he doesn't have pace. So if you turn him, you can take advantage of that. Um, and he tends to pick up a decent amount of bookings because of that. Um, but overall, he's a really competent player, perhaps just below the level of uh, your sort of Spain national team midfielders, although there's maybe rumblings that he could um, he could break into the squad now if he keeps up his current form. But yeah, he's the guy. So, I mean, that being said, how would there be weaknesses that Celtic could exploit? Obviously, they're going to be sitting deep if they you know, concede early doors, for example. Would that kind of change the game plan, or would they just stick to what... What their their style is? If Valencia can see the early doors, yes. what do you mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, then they might be able to open up. They tend not to. In general, they don't concede first. The one thing that they do have, actually, I would say, is the opposite. They have a habit of switching off and not seeing out games. Um, so again, the, the Barca the Barca game is a good example. They're two 0 ahead. Um, in general, Barca were not looking that dangerous. Um, but then a, a couple of silly mistakes. But to be fair, they, they had a couple of um, players out at, at fullback position. But in general, silly mistakes on the wing, not getting out to close down across early enough, and and basketball back in the game. So that's the one thing you would say that you al- you always feel. I think um, if if the score is within touching distance, that you have a chance with them, um, and that will be important for Celtic. They can't let their heads drop if they're you know one or two down. They have to keep applying themselves because you might get an opportunity. Um, it's something that Valencia have struggled with a lot this season, I would say. Well, that's that's really great insight. Um, I won't keep you too much longer. Um, what Prediction-wise, what would you see the opportunity? We, in fact, before we get to that, see over the two legs, um, mm. would Valencia be looking to maybe, you know, would, like, would they be happy with a draw, I, I assume, on Thursday, and then take them back to the Celtic, back to the Mestalla, and then, you know, do their business there? Or would they be, do you think they're out to win on Thursday? Um, no, no, I mean... Every team goes out to win. You'll never meet a professional footballer that will tell you that they don't go out to win. But uh, I think, yeah, if, if they came away with a, a score draw um, from Glasgow, then they would be very happy because they would feel confident that they can see it out. Um, if they are, you know, one, two ahead, um, then I would expect that they would just try and shut up shop and keep it tidy. They won't take any risks, especially knowing that that habit they have when they open up of maybe... Um, Lapses of concentration late in games, uh, so so I think I think a draw they'd be happy with. I mean they'll be looking for a win, but a draw would suit them well. Um, and a Mestalla is a really difficult place to go and take a result from. Yeah, um, Valencia in general are a difficult team to beat. So 
um, yeah, it'll be a tough ask. Yeah, we took them to penalties last time. Last time we played them in two thousand and two. Um, with that, what would what, what would your prediction be for Thursday? It's really difficult for me to say without having seen Celtic regularly this season. What I would say is that Valencia's matches in general tend to be decided on fine margins. So I think it'll be tight. Um, and as I said, um, I think if they score a couple within a, a reasonable amount of time, they won't try and take any risks. But, you know, Celtic is at home, it's Europe. Something kind of magical happens there sometimes. So... Uh, why don't we go for 2-1 Celtic? Let's be generous. Thanks to Lee for that uh, really interesting insight into Valencia. Um, Ian, I'll start with you before we kind of get into specifics. How does listening to Lee and his kind of thoughts on Valencia, how does it make you feel? Does it change your kind of thoughts? I like, sort of dead scared. I. <laughs> shaking just, it? I, just I, just that, shaking it. I don't know, it just sounds like exactly the sort of team that'll fucking do us. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they don't, but it just sounds like... Any well European or- side. Yeah, Well-organised, workman-like European teams. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really am... I, I, think when we, I think when we drew them, I, I think to Lee's point, you know, they were in a, a, a shocking state. They were 14th in the in La Liga. They're now on a good run of form. I think they've still drawn their last three. I think I heard another sort of... Um, One defeat in nine games, though. Yeah. They, 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 they don't lose many, but they probably draw more than they should. Um, they, they lack concentration towards the end of the game, Bowd. Um, this is what we were saying. Yeah, and you, you'd, in the, the rundown, sent out to ask what kind of tactics we might use and where later on in the game yes yes that's a really good that's a really good point that obviously that'll play into what your lineup will be Um, but i mean how do you feel how how do you feel going into it buddy yeah no i seen the name valencia and i was terrified and then as many people did googled them and thought wait a minute he's (laughs) fucked look at these amateurs (laughs) (laughs) embarrassing Um, yeah but then uh, i spoke to marek robert the cynic cynic the cynic cynic and he was saying no they're they're a lot better than the league position. Yeah, yeah Manic was uh, essentially saying it looks like it'll eventually click if they stick stick to their guns, and, and, it, it, has. and it has. Yep. As as always, Manic's on. on he's the on the ball. Part. He's on the ball. He knows his stuff. Um, yep, they flies or no, Manic? No, they flies. How are you feeling, man? Um, I, I after, obviously after listening to your man's thoughts and saying how kind of primarily a counter-attacking team I wonder how I wonder how it will go if it will be similar to I trying to think back at what game was it that I expected us to get dominated and actually the team just let us play with it and I Leipzig? think it was no I think it was um, I was thinking Zenit oh, the when first we played Zenit on. and we, we beat them 1-0 yeah, and one now going on about three. Which if we got those three goals, yeah. yeah. But but it was a game where I thought, you know, Zenit with all their money and everything else, I thought they were going to come and dominate us. And actually, we had a lot more of the ball than we thought we would. And I wonder if that's how it's going to play out on Thursday. That we might actually have more of the ball. Then we know. What Therefore, having you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, that their strength is counter attacking. So, but that might mean that they surrender the possession to us. And, you know, if you've got the ball, you've, you were, we're always going to be in with a shout. I just think, as I said earlier, I think it's possibly, it's, it's a test too soon for us, I think. And I just hope that if it wasn't to go our way and we we did get beat, 
that it doesn't dent the confidence too yeah. much. That's that's I my think, worry. I think they have to look at it as a bit of short. It's a shot to nothing type yeah. thing. Do you know? It's yeah. A, okay. Last thirty-two of the Europa League. That's probably our level at the minute. You know, maybe last sixteen if you get a good draw. But you know, we've the, the, you know, as as Lee was alluding to there. I think we're going to have a lot more of the ball than we're used to in Euro- at a European level. They're going to step off us, and then they're going to be so quick when they win the ball back. Um, essentially, what you know, obviously, you just listened to Liam what he was saying, but like back to front as quickly as possible with pace. So we play most of our games domestically at the halfway line. Our centre halves are usually at the halfway line or thereabouts. There's potential that that could be happening on Thursday. The big fear is one, two, three, yep. and they're and cut right done. through us. Yep. So, you know, it's about using the ball well. Um, it's about, this is going to sound really lame, but it's about being brave on the ball. It's literally about, you know, having the ball stats are going for it. I think Christie's great in those situations. Yep. Um, Christie never gives in. This is where Brown's going to be really coming into his own um, yep. because, you know, no matter what we've said about Brown in the past or what you think about him, he's really good at taking on a challenge this, this like is this. Why, this is why giving him the two-year contract was a no-brainer for me. It's exactly for situations like this. And this is where you want to see him step up, put an arm around players that maybe, you know, I mean, has all, uh, all of our, I guess he would have played a little bit in Europe with uh, Germany. I don't know. He's played against, I don't think he would have played. He, he's not played in front of 60,000 no. fans um, in Europe. You no. Know? With fucking lights that turn off and on. Have you seen the lights? <laughs> what about the Listen, lights? as long as as long as Brown Brown hopefully should stick to what he's best at. Win the ball back, turn over possession, give it to McGregor. Recycle possession. Aye. Yeah. What? Recycle possession. Turnover possession. Well, turnover Something. possession, I was just... It's a rugby term, isn't it? Well, Rugby terms aren't welcome here. Right? <laughs> yeah. This isn't Hutchie fucking grand. <laughs> all right. He's wearing fucking terracotta. <laughs> He's peace. Um, no, but I think give it to McGregor. I think McGregor's. I don't know if anybody read that. Um, Rogers was talking about McGregor and, and how important he was. Again, I mean, I, I think he talks about him quite a lot, but he was kind of talking about him at length. Um, and saying like the player that he'd found when he came to the club and how John Kennedy had spoke so highly of him when Rogers first came in, he was like McGregor was like one of the first players that John Kennedy was talking about and saying that you really need to see this boy. But he said the biggest thing well he could see his ability and how good he was technically, but he needed to be given the confidence to play. And it was all about more the mental side of it rather than anything else. I think I mean, that's he's what got he, he's got yeah. the wonderful first touch. He's got a great vision and all that. He's all he's he's always had that, but he didn't have the confidence to play the way that he does now. And that's what Rogers has given him in a sense. I just think he is going to be so important. I think having players like when you're talking about them kind of cutting us open. We need to also cut them open. Like, see if we've got we the can, ability to. If, if, yeah. And and that's probably I think our best chance. See if we can counter their counter. Like if if they counter on us and we can win that ball back and immediately do to them what they're trying to do to us, we might get do some joy from it. And the likes yeah, we, of Burke. Do you know what the key to that is? Trying, do you know what the key to that is? What McGregor? No. What Bain? Ah, Bain. Oh, Bain. 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 Bain, absolutely, but just when you're talking about Barclay, was it the 
Sinclair's second goal, he had yeah. absolutely no right at all to get to that He was ball. about no three right yards behind the ball. Yep. He was yeah. in, from a standing start. That's the, something that we could really use in Europe. So was, I, I can't remember who it was, so apologies. Um, I've seen this on Twitter. Someone was asking, uh, who do you think's faster, Agat or Burke? Oh, Didi Agat, come on. <laughs> he was. Fucking, that's Ooh. a surprise from you. Didi was fast. Didi was, was so un- fast, unbelievable. Yeah. But to be fair, Ali Burke is, I, got just I think Burke's got a bit like his ears. A bit of, uh, yeah, wind the wind resistance, yeah. Is, uh, I remember after that game against Juventus, Roma were interested in Agat for about 10 million quid, remember? <laughs> like, Why don't you just get the heat down and run for the white line? Right? Just get the heat down, go for the white line, as you say. Uh, okay, so let's look at who's going to play, um, how we're going to play. Are you alright, Pau? You seem you, you, you ill? I am ill. Yep. He's doing very well to He's call. doing very well, very well. But everyone. I was actually saying. Yeah. I've topped the illness up with a wee bit of cider. So. <laughs> Did you have a cider? Medicinal cider. Medicinal so. cider. Hold on, what is it? We've always got one panelist with a drink in them. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually Christian once he's out, you know, Wait. playing snooker with Celtic players. Now you, who were you with? Are you drinking alone? Pa- him and Pat McGinley. Him and Pat McGinley in the Kings Park having a wee game of snooker. <laughs> Is Pat McGinley still living Kings Park? I have no idea. He did for years. I don't know if he still does. Um, <coughs> tweet is at Nate Mizzenic. Does Pat McGinley still live in Kings Park? Pat, you there? You there? Yeah. Uh, so, like, looking at the kind of lineup, um, I mean, we've kind of talked about approach. We're going to have the ball. What? I, t- I take it Bain starts for everyone? Yeah. You don't bring in Gordon for this? Well, Gordon's last European performance was... Um, Fuck up. Illuminating, uh, and and that's the reason why Bain is probably. That's <laughs> obviously be Bain's first European game, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. What I would say about Bain is, <clears throat> if you're going to give him a run, which obviously Rogers is doing now, you have to give him a run. So this will be a massive test for him. Um, fingers crossed, is it? He passes it. I think he will. Um, I know I've been quite, you know, I've not been critical of him in his performances it's more a fear of how he's going to react did you watch that highlights reel from the yeah it was very good there's, 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 the St. Johnson game. there's absolutely no question that he's a, a, an amazing he's amazing with the ball at his feet let's see how he's going to, he going also to, pulled off saves though he made a save he should say he should made a save he should make he made, he made a he's still not I really high I know give him the credit what? for making it no of course yeah, no yeah. no Aye, that's fair enough and even in these games where we kind of railroad sides you would normally have a save from Gordon, and the reason you'd normally have a save from Gordon is that he would have messed up at some point. Yeah. Whereas Bain's not doing that. And he's the bi- the biggest thing too. about being the Celtic goalkeeper, and I think it was Rab Douglas that said this years ago, is about concentration. And yeah. about, it's actually domestically, it's almost more difficult to be the Celtic goalkeeper because you're, Douglas off. used to like just do things to keep himself awake because for 20 minutes he wouldn't see the ball. And actually, Bain's kind of, Getting over that side of it because he's he's actually seen a lot of the ball. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing, though. Um, funnily enough, funnily enough, Robert Douglas's probably his best performance for Celtic was in the Mestalla. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Beanback um, and watched the Valencia Celtic versus Valencia in, in the Mestalla, and uh, Celtic were absolutely annihilated. Bain was in the absolute um, Bain. Let's hope. Oh, uh, it, it was great. Bain. Yeah, uh, Douglas was in the form of his life. Anyway, so uh, keen with Bain to start. Again, yeah. Yes. Yeah. As I say again, you don't drop a foreign player, and he's done absolutely. <gasps> he's not put a foot wrong. 
Perfect. Bow to yourself, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Bane man. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, I'm a Bane man. I'm a Bane man. Look how, look how he's all converted. You all come round to what I've been saying for years. I say about these players and just give it a wee bit of time. So, man, he's wrong, I'm right. So Manny never questioned him and neither did that. All I said was, uh, when he's given this run, let's see how he does. That's all I've ever said about Bain. I've never said he's not good enough. What I'm saying is I have question marks. So let, I hope he proves me Thank, wrong. Thanks for trying to protect your wee puppet master there before you launched into your tirade. Sorry, he's just texting me here. You were yeah. wrong. Suck it. Uh, so Bain starts. Um, I guess we're going to go four at the back. Yes. Yeah. So he, I've got a question. I've got a question regarding this. Um, and it's from... Uh, Matt, who does the previews um, on 90minutesinic.com. Matt's previews are absolutely class. Check them out. They're so full of detail and uh, absolutely fantastic. What's so, Matt's Twitter handle? Matt's Twitter handle is at SkylandsCSC. Um, so Matt asks, I obviously have my own thoughts on the matter. Puts in brackets to be revealed in the match preview, which you can check out at 90minutesinic.com. Um, sort of cross-promotion and self-promotion at the same time. Yes, do you know, to Louis's point about the brand, these are very on brand. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Thank you very well much. done. Uh, what are your thoughts on left back for Thursday? Would you bring Tierney in if the player claims he's ready, or do you trust Hayes in this spot? Or what's your thought? Bowdy has. Yeah, um, if Tierney even can stand, <laughs> Tierney is in that team. He's in training. I go. I can't. I can't see Tierney standing. You don't play Tierney in this I, game. If Tierney says I'm ready, I trust Tierney. I I, I suspect I stand. You with love Tierney. Tierney is different from you trusting Tierney. Yeah, I suspect know Tierney might <laughs> be on the subs bench for the away leg. I think that's the sort of timing you're looking at. I don't think you. I don't think Tierney will play it on Sunday in case that fucking crazy surface does anything <gasps> oh. to him. Do you know what? We're used to playing with one crock at right back. <laughs> See if we just deploy the same tactics and tell Tierney, look, you can't go beyond the halfway line. Sorted. He's not played a game in, in months. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I think to put him in would be... I bet But that's, well, that's the thing. You're, assuming Tierney isn't fit, which I don't think anyone believes he will be, you've got... Is Izzy fit? No. Nah, is... Well, Izzy, the injury Izzy took against Hibs, um, Roger said that um, he should be able to, you know, it's not serious, yeah. but it's still a bad... Kind of bad, kind it was of like sort feel. of superficial. Type. Yeah, yeah. If if it comes down to a uh, cropped, is he declaring himself fit or Johnny Hayes? I would go Johnny Hayes. Yeah, I d- I d- but either if if you've got an Izzy, it's uh, as you said, you don't leave the, this half. Yeah, you just that you stay there, Izzy, and you tackle anything that comes near you. I think the moment that you're in Valencia and you see, you confirm to yourself, Tierney's not on the. The, the pitch that you focus your game on plan is even, straight even down Even if right. you, even if obviously they will have detailed um, kind of player evaluations, they'll know every Celtic player because that's how detailed and in depth you go at this level. But just knowing that Tierney isn't on the thing and you go down the left hand side. Yeah. Do you know what? One thing though, if, if, if Valencia are going to be a team that try and get us on the counter, one thing you need to therefore have is recovery pace. Which and Hazel, Hazel give you that. Yeah. I mean, okay, defensively, we would, we would all worry. But if they're hitting us on the counter and it's a foot race, 
I'd have you him. Want, yeah, he's yeah, you want, the end of I, I suspect he's probably our only viable option. Yeah, well, kind of I, I mean, you're not going to play Callum McGregor there. You're not. You can't. Because, can't, because, because yeah. You, you just lose too lesson. much in the middle. We've yeah. learned a lesson. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. The only other option is, is as I say, the old switcheroo. The old Toljan. Toljan. It brings your boy back, Chris. One last time. Did me told ya he is class. I hate that. I hate your brother. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Stuart. So, okay, so who's your left back about? Uh, or do you go I, back I, three? I'm... No. no. Uh, it's, it's Tierney slash Hayes, which means it's Hayes. Yeah. Okay, but Louis? Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Dead. Uh, purple Hayes. Rest, De- rest in peace. Dead. <laughs> Jesus. He is, he is dead. Um, yes, he was a Scientologist, though. So. He was, that's right. Uh, Jeremy Toljan at right back for everyone, I'm guessing. Um, Except you, who's picked Mikhail Lustig for <coughs> unbeknownst reasons. No, I'll, take, I'll pick Toljan. Well done. Um, but mid, but middle two, Louis. Uh, on you go, Louis. On you go, Louis. On you go. Iron Yozo, hi. Jesus Ooh. Christ. No. You no. don't play Boyata. Uh, uh, he's on, on the shit list and he's a rat. Uh, <laughs> I, I would go Iron Boyata. Iron Boyata. I'd go Iron Boyata. Do you see, Jozo was doing quite a lot of sort of on, on Sunday. He was coming quite far forward. Yep. He, he, was, doing he was doing an iron. Yeah. He, was, he did okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing good things. Andy's our player. He's Andy's not a mistake rat. In him. He always makes himself available for games. That's a very important thing in football. Just like you're available for bookings, 2019. Absolutely, and you guys are always make yourself available for my show each week. So that's great. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bout, um, who are you playing as your centre half bed? Iron Boyata, because I'm not a fucking dafty. <laughs> Iron Boyata, because I'm not a dafty. He's wanted to play Tierney at left back. Still playing them in three months. I'm the dafty. <laughs> What's um, your problem? Just turn them down. Right, okay. So we've got our back five. Um, looking into the middle. So, you know, you've got that three. Yeah, that picks it. That it picks itself. Yeah. Brown. McGregor. McGregor. Tam. Christy. <laughs> I can't wait till he comes back. Oh, my God. Oh, and then you can <laughs> leave his careers <laughs> over. And then you can, oh. leave, you can leave him in another, um, leave him on the bench in another <laughs> European game, can't you? He'll come back uh, and he'll start. Aye, I'm sure he will. Right, so those three pick themselves, would we all, all agree game on that? Yeah. So, we're coming to a decision. That just leaves you with your front three. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Um, I would go... Jeremy Tojan. <laughs> uh, I like Bowd's idea of bringing Wea off the bench. Um, yeah. Sometimes Valencia are finding it hard to um, see the game out. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind... I would go Burke. No. Oh. Oh, this so is hard. tough. So hard. So I've got mine. I've got mine. my. I was going to say. Uh, okay, Louis. I'm sorry, Louis. Hacksaw Ian Dugan. Hacksaw Ian Dugan, you go. I was going to go Forrest Burke Sinclair. Because I'm not sure Eddie's fully fit. Is Eddie fully fit to start? Because I think, you're quite, I think your decision comes down to Burke or Eddie. And then, Siri's listening yeah, to it. Fucking Siri's listening to it. And then, and then you get down to the is it Burke or Sinclair? If you're going to put Eddie up front, so you go, you go Forrest, Burke, and Sinclair. Yep. Ian, the sorry, Louis. He's looking at his wee ratty smile. <laughs> what a fucking wee rat bag. I'm going to play Mikey Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little fucking rat. Rat bag. <laughs> 
lad are you? It's the cider coming in. Back to the He said eight ciders. Sinclair. Okay, on the left. This is what Man Dugan says. He can't drop the informed players. Sinclair starts left. Eddie starts up top. Shock. Burke. Buck at right instead of Forrest. Instead of Forrest. You're going to drop Forrest. Again, probably if you put the two of their form together in the last few games, you would have to say Burke would be ahead of Forrest. And I also think bring Forrest on later in the game. Stretch them again. Would, add, would probably would add Burke a bit not more. do that though as well? Yeah, possibly. Because uh, he did take a knock. Roger mm. said he will more than likely be available, but he did take a knock. <coughs> either either or. Yeah, I mean, the options we've it's got great just now from, is terrific. Uh, I mean, having a bench, sorry, but having a bench of potentially either Burke or uh, Tim Forrest, think of it when the players are back, Rogic and Cham, Gordon on the bench, like... Yeah. 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 Big bio. Hello. Having just attacked Louis, I had exactly <laughs> Sinclair, Eddie and Burke. It's really, really harsh drop in Forrest, but I think if Eddie... Is fit, obviously it's a, on the basis that he is fully fit. Um, he just, as you said, he holds up the play so effectively. He is, he's a classic. I think, I think, pace I think, right now. so I, I would go with Forrest, Eddie and Sinclair. And I'll tell you why I go with Eddie in that position. Because he's really good in tight situations. He's really good when, a bo- when the box is kind of packed. He's good at kind of that finding that little drop of the shoulders pay, um, space. Burke can come on, Wea can come on, stretch them. Eddie's not going to last the full game. Yeah, Wea comes on for Eddie in the seventieth minute, uh, and then Burke comes on for Forrest. Um, completely when they are used to Forrest and how he plays, you change it up. You bring yeah. Burke on. Uh, you've got it wrong, friend. Right. We've already got about three injuries that we need to bring on, like flight replacements for. So with that, I've never seen someone's ego just yeah. expand the way yours has. And to be honest, I'm, I guess I said this the other week. I'm impressed by it. <laughs> I, like, it I, li- I like it. I like, like someone it. who has a little See, bit of fame go to their head. It's yeah. wonderful. That I've, forward five is so dangerous. No matter what combination of them that yeah. you use, we need to remember we do have a game against Kilmarnock. That's you know, was it you that asked the question? What would you rather win? Yeah, Thursday would, or Sunday? Would you, would you rather win on Thursday or Sunday? I'd rather win on Sunday. I'd rather win on Sunday. What's Sunday? The Scottish Rugby Cup. Park. No, it's not. Sorry, Rugby the league. Park. League. Four o'clock. Oh, the league. Super guy. Sunday. Aye, the, the league game. Aye. Oh, fuck the league. That's in the bag. Give me Thursday night. All right, so you want Thursday. Uh, I just, I don't trust us away from home, so uh, even if we won two. Uh, we, I mean, we, essentially, we've got, yeah, two very difficult away games that if you ended up losing them both, you're potentially leveling points. I think I think Thursday night's going to be one of those nights, though. I hope so. A special night. I think it's going to be a special night. Special um, night. With um, with Valencia, they don't concede a lot of goals. They have only conceded twenty in the league, um, which is one of the best in the league. But they don't score a lot of goals as well. Then that's why they've had thirteen draws in the league so far. Um, as we're finishing up now, um, we're hitting our time. I'm just going to get some predictions, and I'm going to start with Chris Bowd. Your predictione. Um, 3-2 Celtic. Scorers? Uh, scoring <laughs> will be uh, Sinclair and Wea with two. Oof. Blue Dog? 2-1. Uh, Celtic. Okay. Gonna be positive. Lovely. Um, 
goal scorers, I think Sinclair will get one. I think French Eddie will get one. And I think a Valencia player will get one for them. Parejo. 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 Parejimo. Hi. Uh, E-Dog? Two each. Two each. Two each. I think it's going to be one of those nights, as in one of those sort of, as Kiss would say, crazy, crazy nights. Crazy, crazy. A bit like the Inter Milan game. Yeah. I think I think I think I think there'll be goals at both ends. I personally think it will be two one as well. Um, I, I think the same as Louis. I think we'll score. I think they'll peg his back and then we'll score the winner late on with a wea. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Sinclair's going to score. I think Sinclair's going to Sinclair's going to score the first one and then a wea will uh, score the winner. His father is the president of Liberia. Liberian girl, you know that you came and you changed my world. Lovely. Uh, terrific. Um, these sing-alongs are great. Let's these, get, we've had at least three. At least three. Uh, so you you can find out how we did against Valencia. By um, watching the game. By watching the game. And then on Friday... At, or following it on Twitter. Via yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Graham, um, Graham Mackay has been doing some tremendous minute-by-minutes. Um, check us out at 90 Minute Cynic. Um, also, the preview, preview will be going up on 90MinuteCynic.com tomorrow or today, depending on where you are. It's on Wednesday. Or yesterday. Um, Maybe you listened to it on Thursday. Maybe it was two days ago. You just don't know. Check Who out knows? Twitter for updates. Time. And it's all relative, isn't it? He's done a thing with his head. Um, yeah, so check that out. Also, find myself and Ian on the Twitter live lunch. Um, <coughs> on Friday. On Friday at midday, where we'll give an overview of the Lensia game and we'll preview the Kilmarnock game. And you'll get a vegan burger afterwards because they'll... They're back. They fucking better because I didn't get one last. I didn't get my lunch last Friday because Ian. Because they, they were taking. Ian 15, ate all the foods. They were, they were taking fifteen minutes to wow. make each vegan. He was meal. so determined to hit someone with a frying pan. He just. <laughs> just <laughs> kitchen was in disarray. Disarray. All the mouse traps everywhere. Uh, Ian doing a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like I, I feel like it's been a step up tonight and. Uh, yeah, just very happy to be in Louis' presence. Oh, fuck off. Don't, don't you dare. Um, Louis McCaffrey? I've been a 90-minute cynic. Oh, <laughs> Thank um, you. This this podcast, legitimately, that's the greatest. Also, we're on the great list, terrific. Fantastic. Bowd, the Bowd Meister General. Hope you're feeling better. Genuinely hope you're feeling better. Thank you. You, you look great, even if you're not feeling great. Well, I try. There's just a lot of effort that goes into this, so yeah, glad somebody's noticing. I'm Chris Gallagher, we are the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road.
music, forget the day, and dream of a girl I used to know. I close my eyes. 